What is up? Welcome to the Music Corner, Rip State Awaits. I'm Nate. And I'm Stuffy. And today, it's the Congestion Boys back at it. Uh, Trent couldn't be here. He had a very busy weekend this weekend, but, you know, hoping for the best for him. Evan, go weekend, whatever the Free fuck. Free my boy. Free my boy. He ain't do nothing wrong. Hopefully, he's not congested. I'm not too sure if he is. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like he is because he always gets sick, like, first, and then me, then you. Right, right. <laughs> That's like... it's all. It, it comes in waves, and it's always around the same time. Like, yep. always. It's it's wild. But <laughs> the show goes on. We still got the new tunes for the people like you. Let's get into it now. Starting off with an ever so infamous group here on the Music Corner, and I am talking about Sleaford Mods, UK Grim. Well, they're back. Uh, two years uh, since their album. I'm, I'm just being very neutral with that one at the moment. Uh, Spare Ribs, which now I'm not going to be neutral, was probably the worst fucking album I've ever heard in my life. And that is... I'm, I'm being real about that one. I'm not even sugarcoating or anything. I'm not being dramatic. That is easily one of the worst albums I've ever heard due to just its very angry uk person type of thing like old man uk kind of vibe you know just yelling cunt and fuck at everything and all this spiel that just really really rubbed me the wrong way for some reason and i just hated every bit of the vocals done on that album the only ever so redeemable factor that even gave it that one and a half out of ten rating was the uh the beats and the instrumentals which even then were pretty almost sloppy and shitty at times just throughout the album it was just very glitzy very ditzy and it just was weird um so going into this album you better believe that i'm going in here with like the the most lowest expectations of them all um and uh well here so here's a couple things um i guess i'm happy to report that this is actually not as bad as spare ribs but at the same time, considering what I just said here about it, uh, that's not too challenging, it seems, you know. But uh, they kind of, like, do the same thing-ish, you know, like they did there. Except this one felt less angry and more just goofy, you know. Like, this definitely felt very self-aware and very, like we know this isn't for everybody kind of thing, which they have directly said this before too. Uh, in one of the uh, Instagram pages I follow who like shares albums every week, albums collector, Sebastian, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. They actually commented on the week when this was released for somebody's comment who said like, you know, uh, I could never get into like sleep or mods or anything like that. Or like they're horrible live or something. They replied and went, yeah, we're not for everybody, but thanks for giving us a try. And I'm like, you know, I can respect that. I could really respect the hell out of that one. Because it's like, yeah, you really aren't for everybody. Like, really, really are not for everybody. Like, go go, go home. You, you don't have to stay. You really don't. It's okay. But uh, nevertheless, back with the album here. It just kind of, like, gave me a little, like, a little bit of res respect for them. Just to be self-aware. Uh, despite all that self-awareness and everything, this album definitely is just... 
as they said, not for everybody. It's not for me. That's for damn sure because I just still can't get behind the vocals and just how silly the lyrics are and just how almost random everything seems with it. Too random to the point that it's just not enjoyable. Um, I do see, like, if there is, is, like, some sort of, like, goofy jokiness to it all. Like, I see it. I, I realize it's there. Maybe some sort of indie alternative comedy kind of thing, you know? Because I, 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 there, there's no way that they're being serious here. There's just no way. I mean, like, reading, like, the lyrics to uh, the song here, uh, UK Grim, like, the title track, I'm just like... Bellower, Bellower bellowed who would believe we got pot. It's a sign of the times like a cliche cliche written nonstop. Full metal jackets get sprung. Tanks that boil in a bag. The gutters stop. There's a drop off. It just, and just more and more of just like envision this kind of thing. And I just, you know, I, I can't get behind it still, unfortunately. Um, and that's just the entire album, basically. There's not much else to it. Um, I gave it a three and a half out of ten. Uh, like I said, it's still better than Spare Ribs, but I could still probably see this going to my worst, the top 10 worst, but it won't be number one. It, it, I can guarantee you it will not be the number one worst album of the year. And honestly, with even a, maybe like some time and like analyzing more about it, maybe I'll even like not include it in the top 10 and just give them like a respectful, <laughs> respectful quote unquote, like four out of 10 or something that doesn't really grant them some top 10 worst album for me but honestly this is like what i would consider like somewhat of like a redemption arc into for them but nothing like too positive it's just that like you know it's very interesting that like you know i somehow have like somewhat of a warm spot for them after seeing like how they interact and everything and like they're not all like oh fuck you might for not liking our music they're just like yeah you know if, if you don't like it, it's okay, but if you like it, cool. So, yeah, that's respectable. So, yeah, three and a half out of ten. Uh, Sebastian, go ahead. So, I, I of course, enjoy things very much on the ironic scale sometimes, and I feel like this album really fits for that kind of narrative. Um, I don't know if they're trying to be serious or not. Uh, if they are, I mean you know keep going guys i'm glad you guys are not letting your vision be compromised you're not fighting too hard to like you know uh be too coerced with the crowd but you know i don't i, I just i can't take it seriously it's just it, it's like every single brexit geezer joke but just make it into a full album um these guys are just it, it, like I said last time, it sounds like just an old man yelling off of his porch about random shit. And, like, I enjoy it for that reason, not because it's a good thing. Um, actually, the instrumentals are pretty good. I, I will I will, I will, will bring that up. Uh, it, the production is, like, very good on the bass. And, like, it, it does the bare minimum everywhere else. So, I guess that's good. Uh, that's the only thing I'll give it, like, a good rating for. But, like, the vocals and the lyricism and the song topics are just... I, I don't know if I should take it seriously or not. It's just... It it's almost, like, nihilistic of just, like, is this a joke or not? Like, it's it's kind of, like, teetering the line between that. Um, and for that reason, I'm going to keep it at, like, a negative 5 out of 10. Uh, I, I think it's, like, really fun to listen to if you just want to, like, 
appreciate better music uh but like it's also something to throw on if you want to mess with people like i do like i'll just kind of like throw something on random in the car if i'm like sitting next to someone i don't like um and i'll just like play it and just like keep a straight face so i'll, I'll probably do it with this yeah and that's totally fair because it's like there's i don't feel like there's any other context where you can unironically like this but that's just no us. but that's just it's us. not Right, it's not as good as Cochise. Like no, I have yet to find you. A, yeah, yeah, I love Cochise. I will still bang that shit out. <laughs> hey, you know what? Dig what you dig. I hear you. Uh, but all right, there you have it. Moving along, we got a new album here. Uh, the debut album, actually, from Meet Me at the Altar. Past, present, future. Sebastian, go ahead. Uh, this is the bare minimum of. Uh, sorry, that's a little bit of a reoccurring thing from the last uh album but it, it's a little bit of the bare minimum as far as pop punk goes instrumentation i've heard it all before vocals uh i mean they are they are impassioned i don't think they're like too off or like bad or you know coerce or anything i just don't really care uh i don't really like i, I honestly don't remember anything in like particular songs it kind of all just mashed together for me i i I see potential in them sure it's just this craze this whole comeback of pop punk you know it's cool that you like it it's cool you want to do your own thing with it but there's so much better out there especially from the era in which it was like big in um yeah i i don't know i'm sorry i'm not like going too hard in this but it's just, it's so, like, midpoint for me. I, I hate to say mid as, like, a critic because, or as a critique, because it's really not a critique to call something mid, but this is truly mid. I don't have any strong feelings going either way for it, so I'm keeping this one at a 5 out of 10. And it's really disappointing, too, because, yeah, I'm kind of in a similar boat here, but, like, these guys had, like, so much, like, potential and, like, you know, a big like huge growth when they were like you know first becoming known um i believe it was their one ep um i think it was either bigger than me or model citizen i I think it's actually the latter yeah model citizen that like really was like the one that like put them on the map and got people like turning our heads like what's going on here um and it's just like you know it's pop punk you know very influenced by paramore kind of thing you know all female pop punk group it's awesome it's great they're they're awesome like i've even seen them live and i can assure you that live they do have like a really cool fun energy to them which you know, I bet. Yeah. You know, you, you look at them and you're like, oh, yeah, these guys are fun. You know what I mean? But, like, man, for a debut album, I was expecting so much more out of this. And I think my problem lies uh, not too far after this uh, the album starts. But to talk about positives, I could say, say it to my face is a great opener for the album, along with the follow-up song, Try. I did like both of those songs. Went really well back-to-back together as well. Um, but when I started to really notice the issues of the album was actually on Cool, which, uh, for one thing was some of the lyrics, but I didn't really let that, like, you know, turn me away from it too much, considering it is pop punk and you can only do so much with it, and considering this is, like, as you put it, like, the most basic out of the pop punk that you can do, it, it was so what, you know, it is what it is. But the, I don't know if it was just for me and, like, how I really, really noticed this, but, like, her vocals were like almost like 
way louder than anything in the instrumentals because like I only could almost hear her more at times than I could even hear like any of the riffs or like you know anything from that you know and it's not like wildly wildly noticeable but if like you listen it like really well like I remember like when I was like turning up the volume a little bit I could still only hear her more even when I turned it down, I still heard her vocals way more than I did any of the instrumentals. And that happened for a while. I don't remember what song it was, but there was a point where it kind of started to, like, balance out again. But I was like, as much as I like her vocals, I really don't want to hear, like, only that. Considering that, like, the rest of the band actually does sound pretty tight. So that was a bit disappointing uh, to have that happen for a good majority of the album. Um, but even then, like, everything just sounded very basic. There was nothing new here that I haven't heard already. It's just pop punk. There you go. Uh, it's a music quarter seven for me. Uh, my personal, like, average type of score here. Um, yeah, that's really it. There's not much else to it, unfortunately. I can only hope that, uh, they'll grow from this, maybe put out some even more different material in the future, because to be fair, like I said, this is a debut album. You're kind of getting your feet wet now. Like, you've, you've done it. There's your full length. You tour. You're going to kick ass live, I'm sure, but, like, let's hope that they could spice things up a bit on the next release. Uh, but all right, moving along here, we got a new album from Periphery. Periphery 5, Gent is Not a Genre. Periphery are back with another album that is Prague, as you'd expect. But they want you to know this time that Gent is not a genre. Um, and I don't know if that has to do with how the rest of this album went, but I have to say that this is probably the most average periphery album I think I've ever heard. And that's... I, kind of like both good and bad, bittersweet, we'll call it. Because if this is them at their, I would say, worst, you know, quote-unquote worst, um, then that's not that bad. You know, it's still average. It's still, like, passable. It's still okay. Um, but, you know, at the same time, it's like, who expected so much more? So, like, my issues with this album uh, come, first of all, with the song lengths here. Because with... Maybe you could consider one exception. Everything is roughly like over five minutes long, with the that exception being Silhouette, which is four minutes and 51 seconds. But let's be fair, it's roughly five minutes. So yeah, it still stands. Um, I liked the intro track, Wildfire. I thought that that uh, little like jazz break thing at the end there was actually pretty cool. And like there were a few other moments out uh, on the album that were kind of like that too, of just like little jazz breaks, it seems like. Um, but... I don't know, man. Like, there was a lot of things on here that felt very theatrical. Uh, Sebastian and I were kind of talking about it when we first listened to it uh, earlier this week. And it's just, like, kind of reminded me of, like, you know, the last Ice Nine Kills album with the theatrics. And just how kind of goofy and corny it was kind of getting, you know. And it's a real shame to say that about Periphery because they truly are, like, amazing artists. Like, you know, Misha alone on the guitars and synths, like... Pfft, fucking god tier shit and plus spencer on uh vocals it's just like oh, awesome amazing but i don't know just everything else on here just sounded really repetitive it was very long-winded too theatrical like i said and just like nothing that really really stood out to me that like i'll continuously go back to like while i, while I said that uh wildfire was still like a great song it's not anything that i'm gonna be like 
constantly going back to over and over again. It's just, you know, it's it's just prog metal kind of thing. Kind of, kind of a similar thing going on with the uh, last album and everything with the uh, pop punk. It's just prog metal at this point, which really sucks to say about Periphery, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, with that, I gave it a 7 out of 10. It's just, you know, not them at their best, but... Hey, what are you going to do? And you know what? I'm, I'll say, too, as a side note, when I, I did see them live, actually, um, about, like, a week ago from recording, and I kind of felt similarly live when I saw them, too, because I was just like, I feel like something's missing here or something seems very off because I've seen Periphery live, like, before the time I saw them last week, and I thought they were way better then than they were when I saw them last week. I was like, this is, like, weird. I don't know what's going on here, but I'm not fully enjoying this. What the hell? So maybe this has to do with that. I don't know. I hope that's not a permanent thing for them, considering how wildly talented everyone is, but I guess we'll only tell with time. Sebastian, go ahead. Man, this this disappointed me a lot. Uh, as you guys know, I was kind of gunning for Periphery to kind of be my album of the year. I was going to say, um, you were really hyping the album, too. With the si- like, Well, the singles were really hyped. That's fair, though. They were. Yeah, I I fell victim to the singles trap. I was like, oh, my God, each single keeps getting better than the last. Uh, my favorite's still Wildfire. I, I still think that's, like, the true, like, best single of the album. But, yeah, so I'll start off uh, production. Uh, it's It's very solid this band never really sounds bad to me i always think uh adam nolly on production along with the other team there really does a great job um instrumentation i mean the group is as tight as ever truthfully um as nate indicated with like all the jazzy parts and like some of the sections there they're all just really well ranked in with like you know some of these ballads or some of these really heavy material and i thought it was going to be really diverse throughout because it seemed like they're covering more genres and mixing it in with their signature style. But it seemed like they took like the random genre combinations and just kept copying and pasting them. And that's where I kind of felt like the record really fell flat. Uh, the vocals were, I mean, they're great. You know, Spencer is a vocalist I very much look up to. Uh, I love to try to, like, sing his parts because I always feel like they're, like, a cool little mountain to kind of climb up to kind of, like, be like, okay, cool, I can finally sing this song, and so I know I'm getting a little bit better at least in this range. Uh, And I still think he sounds good, don't get me wrong, but it just felt like it wasn't using the full potential. You know, or I I don't know. Um, The singles are probably the most notable of the songs, I will say, overall. If you really want to listen to New Periphery, just just listen to the singles unless you're really into this. Like, I'm going to make a really I'm going to make a really uh, bad judgment call here. But they're kind of turning into a little bit of a dream theater for me. Um, Uh Oh, (laughs) where the artistry is phenomenal. But the songs themselves are just overly meandering and have just too much like, oh, this is my big brain galaxy theory knowledge on display instead of making, you know, music that's enjoyable and, you know, good for listeners. You know, that's at least my opinion. I I don't think these bands are bad. I just I, I really hate when bands like 
truthfully extend way too much out of something that should be like three minutes like the song uh thanks new uh thanks nobuo in dracula in dracula graz uh both of those are like almost well one's like over 12 minutes one's like 11 something and those are the last two songs of the album and i honestly just i was just really waiting for them to end by like the first three minutes i'm like oh this is great okay let's see how much time is left and then i realize i'm only through like a third of the song and i'm just like okay this could have ended right here and it could have worked so much better and not to say you know it's the worst thing in the world but as nate said with all the theatrics and everything i felt like you know, unless I'm seeing this in concert, I'm not getting much enjoyment. It's like listening to a Broadway soundtrack and not seeing the show. It's like, well, why are, why am I here? You know, I'm not I'm not here to listen to like, you know, like the theatrics of something I can't see uh, the activity for, you know. Uh, but yeah, I, sorry to make this a little bit overdue. I kind of wanted to kind of push out my narrative because Periphery did the exact same thing on this album. Uh, this is a definite 6 out of 10. Biggest disappointment for me this year. It's unfortunate, but what are you going to do, you know? But uh, yeah, there you have it. First down, first half down, another to go. But before we get there, let's have a word from our sponsor. And we're back. All right, now, hopping to a new album here from Chelsea Grin, Suffer in Heaven. So, yes, this is the uh, second part of this little, like, double album thing that Chelsea Grin uh, has done here. First part being Suffer in Hell that we covered uh, late last year when it first came out, which is uh, still, in my opinion, the weakest album ever from Chelsea Grin that they've ever released to date. And uh, it's just very disappointing to see that, like, none of the album was really that redeemable other than maybe the last song, which was just, like, two minutes, mostly filled with, like, a long breakdown kind of thing. And... Yeah, that was that was really it, and everything else about the album just felt very like boring, lackluster, just nothing at all to show for it. But then they released this album, and going in there with no expectations at all, little to none, we'll say. Um, I was just like, wow! I was not prepared for what I was about to hear because this is definitely like what I know Chelsea Grin as. This is that good good, that heavy shit that I was expecting for from uh Suffering Hell. And uh I was telling Sebastian earlier, but it almost feels like they should have like flip flopped the names because like I, f- I would more associate this side of the album as the hellish side, whereas the other side felt, you know, while heavy it's still like more like heavy, I guess you could say. I don't know. Not not even really, but it's weird as fuck to have one it's weird as fuck to me to have a double album and then have like one half suck and then one half be awesome i don't know i don't get it at all but i know it's not uncommon completely with any band or artist but yeah no this album was great this is like almost like darko levels i would say which makes sense with taylor barber still being vocalist and everything of both groups um only thing i was missing that separated it from darko was the whole electronic and industrial elements that is thrown in there um but that's fine because i wouldn't really want chelsea grin to just become darko too you know like i would rather it be its own separate thing despite the band already not even having any more original members in there which is i think a point i even made with the last uh review we did for suffer in hell but i mean i seriously had like little to no complaints about this album i mean i saved every single song um 
If I had to pick some favorites, I'd say Sing to the Grave, The Mind of God, uh, Fathomless Maw, and Orc, Mar- Orc March were just easily some of my favorites. And uh, while, yes, it is deathcore, you know, still, and, like, it does get a bit repetitive throughout, um, I honestly think so far this year that this is actually, like, my favorite metal release. Um, if you don't include Model Actress as an industrial metal band, I sure don't. I just consider them more, like, industrial rock, if anything, you know, experimental, industrial, whatever. Um, but in terms of, like, you know, your traditional metal-sounding type of music, this has definitely been my favorite so far. I was very impressed. I'm very happy with it. Um, 8 out of 10 still, but goddamn, I'm glad to see that they still got that good, raw, heavy energy in them that I at least had known them for uh, prior to this. Uh, yeah, Sebastian. Yeah, this is definitely a way better project than the last one. Uh, just mainly as far as memorability goes and also just pure enjoyment. Um, you know, obviously, I still have my, I still have my, uh, you know, a uh, little bit of holdbacks with just Deathcore. But I will say this at least kept my attention very, very well. Um, you know, Leave With Us in the beginning was very theatrical, and, like, I feel like it worked there. Uh, Orca March was also very good, as Nate said, as well. Uh, even, like, all the way down to, like, Sing to the Grave. Like, honestly, up until the end, I was, uh, I was pretty happy with it. You know, the production, yeah, it's basic deathcore instrumentals, or, you know, chug chug clank bang, and vocals rah rah rah, but, hey, they are good rah rah rahs, and Tom Barber does a great job. Uh, obviously, I do prefer Darko a bit more at this point, but I honestly think Chelsea Grin still holds a candle to the more like technologically based like scene at this point. Um, obviously, you know, I would like to see them try some different things because uh, as I've been saying, that's about every single deathcore band at this point. Uh, but you know what? For a record that is nine song or sorry, eight songs and twenty six minutes. That's beautiful. Okay, that's all I need. Like, if every Deathcore record was like this, and, like, you know, maybe, like, a little bit of different stuff here and there, like Chelsea did with this, I would I would be a happy camper. I would be a super happy camper, you know? I would toast my smos and have a good day. Um, yeah, this is good. Uh, good job, guys. Thank you for coming back with a banger this time. Uh, I'm giving this one also an 8 out of 10. Hell yeah, there you go. Listen to the album now if you're a metalhead. All right, well, moving along here, we got the uh, finally overdue album from 100 Gex, 10,000 Gex. Sebastian, go ahead and start us off. That's a lot of Gex. That's too many Gex, but you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, um, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to take all of it. Uh, The production absolutely insane uh it's just it's abrasive it's meme it's mellow at times it's broken it's glitchy it's a tornado of sound and all of it hits i am dorothy i am being taken to the land of gex and um yeah i got my little dog here i got my little fur dog and she's uh she's freaking the fuck out because we we both don't know what the fuck is going on you know i was in a black and white place because honestly the weather outside looks like kansas in the beginning of uh wizard of oz so yeah today i was transported um it was 
uh insane the instrumentation from the very beginning with like they they took that old uh movie production company's like beginning sample I'm, i think that was thx they're like the ones in the beginning of like old like toy yeah, story movies yeah and you're right yeah it's yeah and with <laughs> with uh, <laughs> i gotta remember um i'm sorry i gotta let me pull up the album real quick with the dumbest girl alive Oh my god, from the beginning, I'm like, this is great. Uh, I, I I started getting a lot more into hyperpop. Last time we talked about 100 Gex, I was not super into it. But I've grown. I've I've uh, shaved my old man beard off. I grew a new age, a new boy beard. And yeah, uh, The Dumbest Girl Alive starts it off really, really well. The instrumentation goes dummy thick. Um, 757 same thing uh this one's just super glitchy super off the wall hollywood baby that one's more of like this like punk sound as well uh also can we just talk about the amount of fucking like instrumentation that has like different genres with this album um like they're combining elements of hyper pop midwest emo uh punk metal gah like who the fuck said in 2023 100 gex would bring back ska for a minute and like do it well uh that is by far the biggest surprise of the week for me alone um yeah and all of it is a spectacle that y'all should not miss if you want to listen to some new awesome shit this is it uh this is the album uh vocals laura less and dylan brady they, they they hop back and forth between the border of parody and seriousness and i think they just do it so fucking well um it's so flashy and it's just way way more zany but also it works and it's just oh my god i i am just moved um the song i got my tooth pulled tells this like saddening ballad about having a tooth removed <laughs> by taking care of the tooth that they that they got removed they they felt just all this pain and anguish of the tooth being removed and taken away from them uh and then billy knows jamie has the heaviest production i have heard all year i at first it started off as like this like new metal style limp biscuit kind of thing but like works um and then it goes into this like balls to the wall fuck you i'm slamming all the keys on my midi board at once kind of breakdown and i was like i i, I was door dashing when this happened <laughs> i was in a customer's driveway and i remember this hit and i just sat there with the windows up and just put it full speed a uh, full volume on my speakers and just repeated that part again because it was so fucking good that was like the adrenaline rush i needed in my day um yeah i at other times like they they're also like screaming too in that song and like other ones as well like i, I i'm just impressed i am 1000 percent impressed there is not a single bad song on here uh other ones i really liked uh i really 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 fucked with frog on the floor um the frog sounds like a chill dude i want to i want to go to a fucking rager with him i want to do some keg stands with this goddamn amphibian i hope it's like a, a like a white street frog because those are like probably the cutest frogs and i feel like that's him i, I don't know I'm, I'm envisioning the herpetologist in me is envisioning this frog um yeah and then uh <laughs> then at the end of the world at the end of the album you get me 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 which 
also hits super hard as well. Uh, yeah, not a single miss. Um, I'm sold. This is... I, I don't know, man. We got we still got something coming out probably March 25th. Something that's going to be scaring me and a lot of other hoes. Um, but other than that, this is definitely my album of the year so far. Uh, my ADHD is quenched. It's ready. I, I've already listened to this album twice today. Um, and it just came out today as well. Uh, yeah, I am. I'm happy. 10 out of 10. Thank you guys. This is a blessing. Yeah, I am very pleased with this album as well. Uh, this is definitely so far their best release to date. Um, consider that this album was actually supposed to drop in like early 2022. And then like there was like delays with it and everything. And then like, you know, we got the me, me, me single back in 2021 and like nothing really for like a bit. Then we got Doritos and Fritos. And then again, nothing for a while until we got the final uh, album announcement. Uh, like, I think only, like, a few months ago. Um, let me see. Yeah, in December, actually, is when they announced that this album would officially be coming out. Um, I'm just fucking glad it's here, because I love everything that they did on this album just about. So, like, kicking things off, as Sebastian mentioned, the THQ intro on Dumb Scroll Alive was fucking spot on tasty and just like you know it was great it's just a great opener alone you know um big thing i really like about this album as a whole is uh the diversity and not only like the genres that they blended on this one but also just like the vocal techniques of like laura mainly going from like you know that kind of like auto-tuny hyper pop vocal traditional style and then like more of like a sing vocal style that like yeah. you typically hear in regular like pop songs and everything uh and considering that laura has been like training more with her vocals since 2021 uh as, as far as i know uh it, it's showing it's definitely shown on this album that she's definitely like improved greatly with uh whoever she's worked with you know so that's really cool about it um obviously throwing in like the whole metal like genre blend in some of these songs such as billy knows jamie it, fucking amazing incredible i was not expecting that heavy of a breakdown from 100 gex and considering i'm gonna be seeing them live next month i don't know if i'm gonna be ready if they play that song which i i'm, yeah, I'm sure I'm, they I'm will jealous. I'm jealous. I'm so jealous. <laughs> Dude, like, oh, I wish. I wish you had gotten the tickets, too. But, like, you know, it is what it is. I'm sure they'll be back. Like, they need to come to Cleveland is what they need to do. So that way we can get all the boys together, all the girls together, and we just yeah. fucking go hard in the 100 Gex pit, which I'm very interested to see what that's going to look like based on this album alone. Um, other songs I enjoyed here, 757, Hollywood Baby, uh, what was it? Oh, Doritos and Fritos and Me, 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 as I mentioned earlier. Uh, a couple complaints, I guess. They're not really complaints, but, like, it's just, like, you know, things I wasn't expecting. I was kind of just like, eh. Um, Frog on the Floor was almost going to be, like, a little dumb to me, but, like, I just kept listening to it more and more. Then, like, I just realized I'm laughing to it because it's, like, this is gold, actually. Like, Frog on the Floor is just, like... A goofy little track it's that they made. Moving up, it's He's moving, moving up. up he, he is. I'm. I'm very proud. I'm a very proud dad to this frog. Um, I really did not care for the most one person in the United States. If I'm being completely honest, that one really did not do anything at all for me. Um, and then one million dollars. I kind of wish like more was done with that track alone. Just not like a two minute like 
basically instrumental. But even then, like, that's coming off of Billy Knows Jamie, which is just, like, the wildest blend of hyper-pop metal, new metal, DJ, whatever the fuck. It's just, it's great. Um, and yeah, honestly, there's not much else to that after that. This is a great album. I'm really glad that I live in a time where this type of music is actually, like, blowing up. I'm glad to be, like, you know, able to just, like, see this growth from this band, this group that, like, was almost written off as this, like, kind of like a meme band and everyone turned their heads to. Uh, considering that they opened for Brockhampton back in 2019 and not a lot of people realized it was them kind of thing. And then to see them now where it's, like, that they're, like, icons in the hyper-pop genre. It's just wild to see it and I couldn't be more proud. Uh, it's an 8 out of 10 for me. Definitely my favorite of the week and... You'll probably see this in the top 50 by the end of the year, easily. But all right, final album of the day. Got a big one for you. Miley Cyrus's new album, Endless Summer Vacation. Uh, yeah. Um, it's an album that's pop from Miley, and it's fine. That's it. <laughs> um, flowers... The big single on this album just didn't really cut it for me. I do like, you know, the jab at her ex on that one. Like, that, that is actually, like, pretty fucking cool that, like, you know, she just basically, like, switched the Bruno Mars song around and for the chorus and, like, basically just told him fuck off, you know, kind of thing. So I'm like, hell yeah, we love that. Uh, Jaded is probably the first song by Miley Cyrus that I've heard that I can confidently say I really fucked with. Um, it's just mainly those, like, you know, it, it had that, like, very, like, 80s, you know, pop-rocky kind of, like, guitar riff in the background there that I just always am, like, a sucker for, um, so that really, like, helped the song in general, and plus vocally, like, Miley actually sounded really tight on that song, and I, I just, it was really nice to hear on the car ride, you know what I mean? Uh, whereas everything else on this album, and I really do mean everything else, from Rose Colored Lenses, Thousand Miles, River, Muddy Feet, whatever, is just so unbelievably fucking mid that I don't have any, you know, I, I'm, I'm not upset about it. I'm not happy about it. It just, they are songs that exist on a Miley Cyrus album. Uh, Brandy Carlisle is on Thousand Miles. I am don't really care at all for Brandy, and in fact, I don't really think she contributed a lot to the song in general. Like same with Sia on Muddy Feet, at least as I've I recall correctly. I don't really see either of those featured artists like doing anything for the songs in general. Like they just kept it so neutral, just like Miley kept the rest of the album so unbelievably neutral for the remainder of the time that it just you know, didn't do anything at all. And that kind of sucks to say because it's like, I know this was supposed to be the, like a like a really big release for her. And like, I was somewhat kind of expecting something like this, but also I was kind of hoping like, you know, maybe it'll be an album that I fuck with, you know, maybe I'll enjoy this one a little bit more. Maybe I can actually get more into Miley, but alas, that's not the case here. And uh, with that, I'll give another Music Corner 7, just very average, very middle of the road, it's there. I'm not going back to it. Jaded, I could probably play, you know, a few times more and, like, have that on repeat for a little bit. I just really, really like the instrumentals on that one alone. But everything else I can really just write off as, like, it's fine. You know, that's really all there is to it, though. Uh, but, yeah, Sebastian. Yeah, 
it's uh it's a new Miley Cyrus album and honestly like I've been growing a lot towards Miley's music but this is not it for me uh I was really happy with the single that came out obviously everybody knows flowers at this point um but yeah I, I mean it's it sounds nice the production's nice it's got that pop rock sound you know it's just retro in style it's not super flashy but it's serviceable uh basic 70s early 80s grooves you know psychedelic stuff at times you know there's even a little bit of pop country in there with thousand miles that has a little bit of a brandy carlisle feature so here's your here's your uh, grammy nom um handstand has this like psych element to it uh yeah and then her voice i mean it, it works very well for the project you know she has like this now signature kind of rasp that she's been boasting on a lot of records um and i i guess there's like another vocal thing i'll mention there's like this weird moment in handstand where she does this like monologue where she tries to be this like almost like 70s crooner you know um trying to get like all like spiritual like oh i met you on a neon dinghy and now we're gonna fuck kind of thing um i mean that's cool you know she's feeling herself yeah i respect it i you know I, I i'm cool with it you know uh but yeah i mean flowers is the song on there that i say is probably the best and probably the only one i think that's like really worth talking about uh river is also kind of nice i guess but that's about it uh it's just not really notable i i feel like she's playing it way too safe uh i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i'm gonna say a really controversial opinion I miss the Shock Miley era because at least I can remember most of what was going on, even though it was really bad. Um, I can I miss remember the old it. Miley, the Wrecking Ball, Manya. <laughs> Dude, okay, no, no, Wrecking Ball is a fucking great song. I don't care. I, it, it's that it, it's is pretty great. Good. It's pretty okay. Yeah. Like, I, I love it. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I miss like the shock. I miss like the shock of Miley. You know, I'm not saying that she shouldn't. You know, keep going down like a path that she wants to go down. But like, at least make memorable music with it. At least like try to sound new and not like leaning on the whole retro. You know, pandering sound to get like the critics to awe at it and like the Harry Styles fans to like drop their TikTok for a second and tune into you. You know, it's just, I, I don't know. Not my thing. Five out of ten. I get it, yeah. Uh, yeah, there you have it, though. That's been the week. Boom, boom, pow. Uh, before we go, though, album recommendations. Uh, Sebastian, you want to start us off here? Yes. So, uh, there's a band I've never really cared for in my life, but uh, it's called Fish. Um, <laughs> it's it's not an album by them. No, uh, that would be too simple. This is actually an album by their bassist, Mike Gordon, and it's called The Green Sparrow. And uh, my friend, my a good friend of mine, showed me the album, and I was pretty impressed with the bass work. Uh, there's a lot of cool like little R and B kind of sounds on here. Some like cool like jammy session sessions i mean that's just fish in a nutshell but i feel like with the basis and everything i feel like it it's a little bit more tolerable and it's also a lot shorter than your average fish album being at like 44 minutes instead of like over an hour um so i was cool with that uh it was just nice i don't think it was like too notable in other ways it was just a nice listen it was chill it helped me do my little doordash deliveries i was cool with it i was i was cranking it i was whipping it you know but no soldier no soldier boy it was a uh, mike gordon this time so yeah check it out 
Hell yeah. Uh, I have been doing my runs with discographies, as I mentioned, I think, uh, in the last episode, uh, mainly with artists that like I've wanted to listen to, such as like Rihanna being like one of the biggest one. I believe I did Rihanna last week with the Talk That Talk album. Uh, this week, I have finally found a Beyonce album that I can confidently say that I actually really enjoyed, and that is B-Day. Uh, B-Day is a really good mid 2000s early to mid 2000s R&B dance pop album. Uh it's just, you know, very nostalgic to me especially like with uh Irreplaceable being on this one. I was waiting for like the the main single, you know, to kind of come out uh or like to, to pop up on it cuz I didn't really like read ahead into the uh the track list as I was uh, driving when I was listening to the album. I heard uh Deja Vu, but like I don't actually think I've heard that prior to this album even when i was like younger which is like i was like oh okay well if this is like the big hit maybe like this just wasn't like you know the like like one of the big big albums uh that beyonce had but nope the irreplaceable came on and i'm like everyone knows this one come on this is the classic um but some other really good ones here too i liked was uh upgrade you uh sugar mama kitty cat and freakum dress uh, I, yeah, I was just really pleased to actually find another album from Beyonce that I really, really liked, and that, uh, I didn't really, like, have a whole, because, like, some of the ones I listened to by her prior were just, like, like, they started strong, or, like, maybe not good at all, and it would either always end just, like, really mid kind of thing, you know, or it would just, like, you know didn't do anything for me at all, but this one, confidently can say, was really good for me. Definitely check it out, B-Day, Beyonce. But all right, there you have it. The Congested Boys are finished. Trent, uh, uh, Sebastian, thank you for joining. Yeah, yeah. Trent Spirit, thanks for being here. And yeah, this has been the Music Corner of State of Weights, and we are signing off.